is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The brilliant Oscar Peterson with Maske Nada, originally Jorge Ben. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is where you get to hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we put someone who's shaping the world of business. We call them business shapers. I'm really pleased to say my business shaper today is Nikki Ryan. And Nikki is the founder of a really cool business called Barcor. And Barcor founded in 2011, is a fitness business, but it's ballet meets huge amounts of exercise meets fun. And we're going to be talking all about that with her very shortly. In addition to hearing from Nikki, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkon Derea. We've got some words of advice for your business. And then we've got some fantastic music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul. Cecile mclaurin Salvin, Blue Lab Beats with some new music and this from Mr Al Green. The soulful and delicious voice of Al Green with Tired of Being Alone. Nikki Ryan is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers. And as I said, she's the founder of Barcor. And Barcor, great name, by the way, um, is a fitness business with a difference. And she's here to explain what it is. Hello. How are you? Good. Thanks, Elliot. Thank you for coming. Good. I'm excited you're here, too. It's always good to have something that she's going to make us feel good. And exercise does, apparently. (laughs) Now, now, tell me about Barcor. And then I want to go back a bit. Why did you found this business? And what exactly is it? So Barcor is a fitness boutique fitness business and our, the meat of what we do are group classes using your own body weight is, is resistance. So there's a ballet bar around the room and we have small props, kind of playground balls, lightweights, and we use balletic type movements at, rep- at high repetition to create rapid change in the body. We also do traditional exercises like planks and press-ups. Um, so we're getting a mix of... of of different contractions that create uh, amazing change in a very short period of time. Um, I started Barcour, Barcour standing for the, it's B-A-R-R-E, which is the French ballet bar. And then core, we use a lot of core strength. I'm, uh, I'm now sitting upright because I know, I know I've got I'm to watching. use my core more. Thank you. You've got excellent posture. My, mine's not quite there yet. So sorry, carry on. Barcour, so the bar from the French meaning for the word for ballet and then core as in the core. Exactly. So um, not that creative, but, uh, but clear, I hope. Um, and when I moved over in 2009, no one from the States, no no one was doing any sort of bar fitness, which was becoming bigger and bigger in the States. And I had already been doing dance-based training prior to that. And um, and I was just shocked that no, no one was doing it over here. So I did it on a one-to-one basis and small group classes out of a little muse house. And one class grew into two classes. And then it was time to open the first studio in 2011. And... Um, um, it was it was really scary, and um, because no one 
was charging kind of the boutique model pricing, which we count on clients coming to classes, whereas the big box gyms, they count on you not coming. But it turned out to be a success straight away, and, um, and it's been really fun to watch everyone's bodies change so rapidly. Um, I'll, I'll ask about men and women in a minute, but how many, are, how many studios do you now have open? Eleven now. So 11 in the last, that's in six years, and I'm imagining that it's the, the, the openings have sped up in the last few years, is that exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. We have a few more planned for this this year as well, which is exciting. And just very briefly, before we go to um, Cecile Macron-Savon, what made you, I know you're into, into sport, mm-hmm. but what made you think that enjoying sport could then become your, your commercial way of, of making a living? You know, it, it happened naturally. It was never my plan or intention. I've played soccer since I was five years old and and did a bit of gymnastics and I was never a dancer. Um, It's kind of always the question someone asks me and I feel a bit like a fraud. But uh, I started off in the wellness industry as far as kind of, I did teach a bit of yoga, but but mostly was in the spa industry. So uh, for about 10 years and then I got sick of doing all the work myself. <laughs> well, that's a good enough reason to set up a business. And we're going to hold it right there. I think that's it. That's it. That's what I set up a business for, to make sure other people did stuff too. Stay with me for more from my business shaper. That's Nikki Ryan, the founder of Barcore. That's Bar, as in ballet in French, and the core, the core that I'm now trying to hold, and I suggest you hold it too. It's a good It's a good exercise. Uh, time for some more music. I promise to see Macron Savon. Here she is, and it's Wives and Lovers. Wives and Lovers from Cecile McLaurin Salvon. Nikki Ryan's my business shaper, uh, founder of Barcor, and we've been talking about exercise and how you went into the world of exercise and beyond, beyond obviously, other people helping you deliver your product, as it were, and not running around and being, doing it for yourself. What was the attraction of this particular type of exercise? Because it does sound like a fusion of a number of different disciplines. And you said, I'm not a dancer, but do you have to become qualified to become a Barcor instructor? Uh, you do to work for us. We Our teacher training is actually extremely intense and, and quite long. It's about two and a half months in total um, and roughly 20 hours a week of training before we'll um, test out an instructor. Uh, you don't have to have prior uh, training to become a bar core instructor, but we like to bring on those that are either Pilates qualified, personal training qualified, or um, have taught dance before, because we, we actually have a lot of performers, a lot of musical theater um, uh, performers, and um, and they tend to make really great instructors mm-hmm. because Barcore is really hard. It's you know you're only using your own body weight, so it's confusing to the mind um, when your muscles are quivering and shaking, and you you don't have a heavy weight load besides your own body. Uh, well, it depends so you- how much you weigh. You see, <laughs> weigh while I weigh, it's always hurting, Nikki. I got I got to lose some weight. No. <laughs> the question I also have though is when you you went from doing the classes, and I you know we all know lots of people who they say they they teach Pilates, do one on one, to move from that to actually then creating to. to investing in your first studio to constructing a timetable to actually having more organization to having to think about the money in a much more meaningful way to bank accounts and so on and so forth did you do that all solo or did you have help um i did a lot of it myself and boy was it a steep learning curve but um i mean i'm i'm a big believer in that kind of 
angels fall into place right when you need them. And, you know, I don't think anyone can do everything by themselves. And I definitely couldn't have done everything by myself. So I did have have help along the way, but it might have been friends or it might have been, you know, an investor or or. Um, you know, my my husband at the time, like everyone sort of chipped in and mm. helped and, and it worked. And did you feel in those early days when it was nothing, do you think, actually, I've made a mistake here? Were there moments when you said, oh, maybe I should just leave this? Maybe this was just a bit of fun? Honestly, it it was sort of like I was on a tr- the train and I couldn't get off. I, I actually preferred doing one-to-ones. I didn't even like teaching group classes, which um, I love doing now. I hope and obviously, but um, at the time, I, I just I didn't know that I wanted to work that hard to open up a, a studio. I I didn't know if I wanted to learn, you know, about real estate and in, in a new country and you know all the kind of ins and outs. Um, but it, it was just sort of happening. It wasn't even like I felt like it was very much right place, right time. Um, and there was times where I was just I just knew it was going to work. I, I had no question. The new country thing. I want to talk about that because obviously, you know. The, 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 the thing we would say about Americans and Brits is we're, we're divided by a common language. I think the nuances of living in a different place, the one you were brought up in, are actually much, as you, as you, the longer you spend in a country, the more you realise you didn't understand. Have there been those cultural difficulties or has it been the girl from Seattle's just made it big in London and, and, and the rest? I mean, it's been one, you know, one speed bump or mountain to climb after after another, but it's it's been really, it's been a pleasurable experience. It's just, you know, you know, I bring up the real estate thing because that, that's been the hardest challenge to come over is just finding locations and how how all that whole system works. And it's, you know, it's much older than in the States and the rules are much more um, stringent. So um, so it definitely wasn't wasn't easy. It took I felt like the very annoying American calling. Hi, it's me again. Hi, it's me again. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Hello. I'm the annoying American and I'm building a business. Exactly. Stay with me for more from my not annoying American at all, Nikki Ryan, founder of Barcor, about how she has indeed built her business um, and got investment along the way, which we'll come to after the travel. But before the travel, we've got some words of wisdom, I hope, for your business from our program partners at Michigan Dorea. Hello, my name is Derval Walsh. I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishcon Dorea. One practical tip I would give to all customers who have dealings with their banks is at the start of the relationship, particularly when they're drawing down funding, it is very important to get the necessary professional input from either accountants or lawyers as to the terms being offered by the bank. One of the reasons for doing this at the outset is because it is critical to avoid a situation where there is a dispute a year or two years down the line, at which point the die has been cast, and very often from the perspective of the borrower and the legal or professional advisor, it is a case of damage limitation. So I can't stress highly enough the importance of getting professional assistance at the start so that you set your stall out appropriately. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM In partnership with Mishkondorea it's business, but it's personal. This is Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM. I'm Elliot Moss, and every Saturday I meet someone who's shaping the world of business and doing a fine job of it too. The fine job today is being done by Nikki Ryan, and she is the founder of Barcore, and it's a fitness business which in 2011 was just the, the, the twinkle in her eye. It was a few classes, and in 2017 there are 11 studios around town, around London, I believe, at this point. The UK. The UK. Okay, where else are they then? So we have one in Bristol, 
Leeds, Harrogate, and Alderley Edge. Ah, wow. Okay, you have spread your wings. Yeah. Um, you were invested in, and it was Octopus Investments, a very well-known investment mm-hmm. um, house. How did that come about? How did they come to the conclusion that you were a good bet? You know, Octopus, I, I was really nervous to bring on an investment firm. I've just had small, you know, more angel investor shareholders um, from the beginning. And so for me, this felt like a big deal going from a little small business to really trying to, to grow the business. So um, we met with a few different firms that were interested in investing with us. And Octopus was clearly the the match straight away. It was very like-minded. They understood the business. They they could see, you know, the dream that that we have. And they're, we're a part of their growth fund. So, you know, it's not the right here, right now that they're helping us with, but it's the, the over the next few years, which is really exciting. It's it's wonderful to have their um, knowledge from the other businesses they've invested in and, and the contacts that they have. Um, so it was a no-brainer. What do you think they bought, Nikki? I mean, apart from it's a good idea and, and there's, a, there's a few numbers in there, they, I'm assuming they buy into you. And if so, what was it about you that they liked? Uh, well, I think that I definitely don't blag the reality of what we do. I, I truly, um, you know, believe in what we do, and I don't think bar is a trend at all. Um, I know that boutique fitness and fitness in general has become quite the trend, um, and we're lucky to be riding that wave. But um, you know, the results we offer are real, and you know, if you show up, you will see results. It's plain and simple, um, and we have such an amazing community at at the studios um, and a great loyal following. We, we don't have a lot of churn, um, so I think they, they, they appreciate that, especially in a customer business. It's not mm. about just cycling people through the doors. And in terms of your own ambition for this business, what, what has it morphed along the way? <laughs> yes, you know, where, for sure. Where are you today? What What do you think? Is this going to be, I'm going to create 100 studios and then move on? And, or is it, this is my life and... Uh, where do you sit on that? You know, I, um, you know, I really loved the startup process and watching it grow, and really watching the team develop and grow. I think that's been fascinating, and kind of fine tuning our approach and teacher trainings and all of that. Um, I, I thought it was going to be like a, you know, maybe I opened three locations in London, and that was sort of where I thought it was going to go and just be a nice lifestyle business. But there's clearly opportunity, and um, and it's so fun to show people what bar is a lot of people don't know what it is um and so i'd really love to expand into europe i think there's definitely a market there so that's that's on the future horizon and for you you're going to be involved for the, for i'd the like first, to be i'd like yeah. to be i mean i don't know you know i don't know in 10 years I, i'm and i'm i'm a creative person so i i like to create new things mm. so as long as i can be creative i'll, I'll be around because i do love the business Save me for more from my business show, so that's Nikki Ryan. Time for some music. This is Blue Lab Beats featuring Nubaya Garcia, and it's called Keep Moving, and it's really good. was Blue Lab Beats and I hope you liked it as much as I did. Nikki Ryan's my business shaper. We've been talking about ambition 
a little bit. You mentioned your team as well um, uh, at Barcor, and you said you like to watch them grow. What's made you happy? I mean, why why is that good? You know, important to you? Some people. You know, they, they hire people and they say, well, I have to hire people and that's the worst bit of the thing that I do. I just want to get on with the business and the idea. But for you, it seemed like you were saying something quite different. Yeah, you know, we're a people business. If I don't have amazing, happy instructors and front desk people, I have nothing at all because um, I can't do all of it myself. <laughs> I learned very quickly. Um, so if if the team isn't developing and growing and enjoying the process then then you know it's definitely not fun for me and we're a very feedback driven culture and um, and most of that is positive feedback I really believe in a you know more of a positive psychology approach and we're oh, the wellness in the wellness industry you know after all you might as well try to have a good time along the way and there's stressful moments and you know we all make mistakes and I think if if you're if you're making a decision and it's it ends up being the wrong one, the intention's usually in in the right way, and it's you know I'm not afraid to say hey next time maybe not that way try try a different approach. Well, is that what you do? I was wondering because there's a, is there a standards thing? I mean, did you obviously you 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 give people inductions and you say this is what we this is the vibe we want to create and so on, but then making it better when it isn't quite working are you just a quite a direct person i am but i'd say it's definitely a soft approach i'm i'm seattle soft seattle soft yeah, west cool. coast yeah, just relax <laughs> I mean, you might want to think about it like that well and i think <sighs> it's showing the um you know the consequences of you know kind of explaining that because i don't think uh, you know some some people just don't see the trickle down effect of of you know their actions and sometimes it's just like okay do you see you know how that affected the clients or the front desk or, or, you know, your colleagues, we all show up to do a good job and we all want to be liked. And, and I know that's the intention of every single staff that, that we hire. Now, at the moment, you know every single member of staff pretty much, I imagine, and it's manageable. Now let's go forward three years and you've got three times as many studios. Is that something you're going to enjoy, do you think, when you're having to delegate those kinds of conversations? I imagine there's already some delegation because you're not in Leeds and you're not in Bristol all the time. But does, do you think that will keep you happy? Or do you like the hands-on thing? Um, I think that will that will keep me because it's, we're getting more of that now with the, the studios outside of London, and um, and now I can't. I, I, what bothers me now is I used to know kind of the ins and outs of of everyone's lives, like where what part of town they lived in, and you know it really bothers me that I can't remember that information. But I think if the leaders on the teams are as connected to them, then I, I feel like. For me, it's, it's fun to watch those leaders care in that way. Stay with me for my final chat with Nikki. Um, plus, we'll be playing a track from Bluesman Eric Bibb. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Kondorea. It's business, but it's personal. <laughs> Daddy died young in the Yazoo heat. Papa tried his whole life. That was Eric Bibb 
um, with the thoughtful as usual blues number with a dollar in my pocket. Nikki Ryan is my business shaper talking about building dollars. Um, we haven't actually talked about money and um, just if you haven't been listening and you're going to catch the last few minutes, she's the founder of Barcor and Barcor is a relatively new business, six years in. How many studios? 11 did you say? 11, 11 studios around the country and it's a cross between um, ballet and um, hardcore exercise and a, you create this community feel as it says on your website. <laughs> Quick question before I, I talk about the money actually. Um, men, I imagine mostly women do this only because you know that that's what I've read. But is is that true? And if so, why aren't more men like me doing I it? I want to know why more men aren't doing it too. No, I just think it's too feminine. I mean, is that the thing? It, it is. It is a lot of feminine. I mean, ballet being the kind of base of the workout is is a more feminine way of moving. Uh, we do have more sort of masculine classes, like we have a hit class, which involves high intensity interval training where we do burpees and and you know i can make this out exactly you can grunt if you want to exactly um but we you know we do have men come it is predominantly women uh and you know i think um it's it's really fascinating when we first opened um we there was not really a lot of body weight resistant classes. So men generally just did heavy weights. Um, And some men did yoga, very still very few, and and very few did Pilates. Um, So when we did have men come in, we actually had about a 50% kind of had to leave the room to go throw up rate when when men came in seriously and it, that's changed so much with hit training and a lot of kind of resistance you know crossfit and all of these types of 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 workouts because it's now more the norm uh, because you know using these kind of isometric contractions which are basically where you hold a contraction and then you might move a little bit within it so that deep burning shake um you know, men are generally were, were generally used to doing big power moves, um, where you know these small little movements you you don't necessarily feel powerful, um, but they're incredibly strengthening. So so I think you know we didn't get a lot of return um, male clients in the beginning, but now actually we do have men male clients that do come regularly, just not a lot of them. Mm. And, and and tell me about the money thing. I mean, we haven't mentioned it at all. Uh, we haven't talked about the size of the business, but obviously it's growing. How important is it that you're going to hopefully uh, either enjoy a nice income as you go through this or make a lot of money if you were to sell it? Yeah. Does it, do you think about that? You know, every once in a while, I mean, I'm, you know, I have a, a very um, financially driven board, so it has to be on the the forefront of my mind all the time. But that was never my intention of starting the business. I, I truly love what we do. And like I said earlier, that, you know, the results are just amazing to watch. So that brings a lot of joy. Of course, it's important to me. And I, you know, we've been a very cash positive business and um, from three months in. So it's 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 really it's worked. Good. It's been great talking to you, Nikki. Thank you um, for sharing where you're at with me right now. Thank um, you. And good luck with everything. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So I chose You Make Me Smile by Dave Cause. Um, I chose it because I used in when I lived in L.A., I, I got the chance to meet Dave Cause once because I used to be, in, as I said, in the spa industry and I used to massage his brother. So um, and was, was family friends, friends with, um, with him. So he's a lovely guy and I love his music. And You Make Me Smile just puts me in a good mood. Well, here it is just for you.
That was Dave Coz with You Make Me Smile, the song choice of my business shaper today, Nikki Ryan. Super calm, a real lovely West Coast kind of attitude towards life. Balanced, really interesting balance between the business and the passion behind her business. Really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp here on Jazz FM. Meanwhile, stay with us. You know the drill. Coming up next, Mr. Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.